This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. Tonight with you, it is Ian. And Julia. And Mark. All right. So we'll talk to you about whatever's on your mind. That is the point of this radio program. Of course, we always bring things to the table to discuss with you tonight. And sometimes will bring in the same thing without necessarily having planned that uh, in advance because we don't really talk with one another about what we're going to do until we get here to the studio. Uh, and so, Mark, you and I both had the same uh, Bitcoin-related story. And before we get the complaints, oh, you guys, it's just an infomercial. Well, we really are fans of the Bitcoin. I think I can speak for all three of us here because all three of us do have Bitcoins. Uh, yes. I won't put words in y'all's mouth. Yeah, absolutely. But, I'm a huge advocate of the Bitcoin. Right. So uh, we're fans of the Bitcoin. And it's also true that uh, there's a, somebody who's sponsoring the show on behalf of Bitcoin. Now, of course, Bitcoin isn't a corporation. It's not a company. There's no entity out there that is known as Bitcoin that is sponsoring us. It is an individual who is a bigger fan of Bitcoin because he's willing to spend all kinds of money. And he was on a fan it. before I was a fan. You yeah, know, like I was, I was skeptical of Bitcoin for a while. I, I just kind of thought it would be an internet fad. Mm-hmm. And I suppose the possibility exists that it still will be an internet fad. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, how can anybody be sure? You, you don't know what the future is going to be like. But I think now, after watching the Bitcoin, I'm, I'm on board fully now with the Bitcoins. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that they're going to be uh, you know, the biggest thing since the internet. I think that they're going to be worth thousands of dollars a Bitcoin is my expectation. Right now it's about $12.65. Sure be nice to uh to get some stuff at $12.65 that you sell for thousands of dollars later. I you know It could happen. It could. And the the proof is in the pudding, right? Like I get uh, from this advertiser that advertises bit, advertises bitcoins, we get paid in bitcoins. And I have purchased bitcoins above and beyond that. Uh, thousands of dollars worth of bitcoins uh, above and beyond that. And if I, if I wanted to, I could turn all my Bitcoins into American dollars and keep them. But I don't because, mm-hmm. well, I believe in them. Exactly. So, uh, you know, when we're talking about Bitcoin on here, though, it's from several different perspectives. One is that it's an amazing new concept, you know, one that uh, actually allows the individual to control one's, fun- one's own finances without having to jump through some sort of arbitrary governmental hoops or you know, provide a social security number or get through certain governmentally mandated gatekeepers and have their account subject being seized by the government at all times. I mean, the, the, you know, the previous financial system, the government-based one, is dependent on them. And your bank account status is dependent on how the IRS feels about you and or whatever other government agency that might want to levy it. So you're constantly at risk. So it's also a way to, you know, advocate for our listeners to protect themselves financially. You know, at least I'm not saying invest all your money in Bitcoin. I would never say that. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. You probably should have some gold or silver and whatever other investments you think are are interesting. Uh, But it's another avenue to potentially protect your wealth from confiscation by the state. So it's, you know, it's not only good from a personal finances perspective, I think, but it's also good from an activism perspective. And that's another reason why we talk about it. And that's what this story is that uh, that we've got here tonight, is it talks about how the Bitcoin is helping 
uh, in Iran with people who are, well, under sanctions. And there was another story, and I think it was Argentina, where there was a, some sort of a dire financial situation being imposed by the government, some sort of a clamp down. I forget exactly what it was. But Bitcoin was allowing the people in Argentina to just ignore all of the, you know, whatever regulations that would have otherwise been very inconvenient for them. I'd like to point out that whatever the sanctions are uh, that have been put on Iran, and I think that sanctions are acts of war and uh, should not be perpetrated and generally only harm the individuals, that Bitcoin isn't helping the people in the government. The government isn't collecting Bitcoin for taxes from people. Um, they don't have uh, you know, some kind of levy for every Bitcoin exchange that goes on, like a sales tax. They get nothing from Bitcoins. Mm-hmm. So if you advocate for sanctions and you think that um, it's somehow bad that individuals are in, in Iran are dodging the sanctions by using Bitcoins and that Bitcoins must therefore be a currency of terrorists, then you probably – aren't actually against the government of Iran, but you're against the Iranian people, and you ought to rethink that. Yeah, something's wrong with that perspective. Governments are way different from the people. Let's just look around here for examples of that. Uh, People in the U.S. mostly behave on a consensual basis towards one another and respectfully of one another and interact with one another fine all day, day in, day out. But the government people are the ones that are constantly aggressing, threatening, hurting, caging. Uh, let me go with the story here. It's uh, from Bloomberg Businessweek, businessweek.com. Under sanctions imposed by the U.S. and its allies, dollars are hard to come by in Iran. The real fell from Rial? Real. Real fell from 20,160 against the greenback on the street market in August to 36,000 reals, reals to the dollar in October. It settled for now at around 27,000. So it's, you know, it's lost. Almost 50% Pretty volatile. of its value. The central bank's fifth, uh, fixed official rate is 12260 yet there's one currency in Iran that has kept its value and can be used to purchase goods from abroad. That is bitcoins, the only online or the online only currency. Created in 2009 Do you by. Think it's fair to call it an online only currency. I'm not exactly you know a specialist in this area. There are physical bitcoins, but they are just keys that allow you to access them online. I mean, you can't really use bitcoins in any meaningful fashion without being able to sync up to the network. Okay. Eventually, I mean, okay. you can you can do offline bitcoin transfers, as I understand it, but you have to sync to the network eventually for it to be legitimate it's yeah. hard to, oh, i'm sorry go ahead sure. no i was gonna say i always hear it uh called an e-currency mm-hmm. is what they call it yeah i just don't want to use it to, it's these ter- these terms uh for the amateur can sometimes get uh, a little confusing so i just want to make sure i wasn't using it incorrectly so it goes on to talk about bitcoins and how it is that they are you know decentralized in that uh, it's a network it is a kind of a peer-to-peer network. There's no one central location that can be shut down right. by some government, uh, as ha- as they've done with like the Liberty Dollar if in the past. If you want to shut down uh, bitcoins, you've got to shut down the internet. Pretty much, I believe that Bitcoin is this, according to a Finland-based site uh, founded by Jeremias Kangas. He says, "I believe that Bitcoin is or will be in the future a very effective tool for individuals who want to avoid sanctions, currency restrictions, and high inflation in countries such as Iran." The advantage for Iranians is that bitcoins can be swapped for dollars that can then be kept outside of the country. Another plus, regulators can't easily track the transactions since bitcoins aren't issued from a central server. Bitcoin users can conduct business on virtual private networks which hide customers' identities. At online store CoinDL.com, shoppers can use bitcoins to buy Beyond Matter, the latest album from Iranian artist Mohammad Rafi. 
Anyone in the U.S. downloading songs which fetch point zero three nine bitcoins or forty five cents each risks violating U.S. sanctions. That doesn't bother Rafiq, who's studying computer engineering as well as playing music. He says Bitcoin is so interesting for me. He wrote in an email. I wish the culture of using digital money spreads all over the world because it does not have any dependency on anything like politics. He says he's translated some Bitcoin software into Farsi for his friends. I love Iran, and if Bitcoin is good for me, it can be good for more Iranians like me. Iranian-American Bitcoin consultant Farzad Hashemi you know, recently I, I, traveled to Tehran. I just, I just want to point out that this is – it's a great story because people can look at – Americans can look at other governments – um, and see their sort of bad actions pretty easily. Yeah, it's, it's the without same, the bias. In, in the same way that Christians can look at uh, you know the ideas of Zeus and uh, you know Apollo and and Thor and these gods and and kind of say, well, you know, that's just silly nonsense. Sure, it's easy uh, to see the planks in other people's eyes. Right. Uh, Americans can look at uh, the Iranian government very easily and say, well, you know, that's a messed up, despotic government. So if their people can get out from underneath the thumb of their you know political organization, then, you know, God bless them. I'm glad that they're able to do it. Uh, you know, I mean, these things affect our government, too. Our government, uh, you know, tries to steal the fruit of your labor just because they're around. And, well, that's not cool. We'll come back with more about the Bitcoin and how it's helping people in Iran. And it's also helping around the world because no one is in control of it, yet everyone is. 855-450-FREE. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Under the mistletoe this year, there's only one thing you should be slipping into your lover's mouth. Stateless sweets, delicious, handmade, all-natural candy. The holidays are going to be full of empty calories this year, so make your calories count with the very best handcrafted confections. Chocolate-covered pistachio brittle, salted honey caramels, English toffee, and the best fudge you've ever tasted. You need this for your holiday parties. Go to statelesssweets.com and use coupon code FTL to save 10%. Statelesssweets.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features on our site. We will share them with you for free. So, uh, once again, freetalklive.com. We've got a mobile site. For those of you with a smartphone, you can get quick access to our live streams. Even if your phone's kind of slow. Uh, yeah, I guess. As long as you can play streaming audio, uh, you can go to m.freetalklive.com. and Julia, he's so stiff. Do it for free. He just doesn't because know he what doesn't the joke is. Laugh or... a bad joke. Yes. Eight five, <laughs> so go to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. m.freetalklive.com will take you right to our mobile page. And it's not one of those mobile sites that tries to do everything that our main site does. That would be really hard to program and probably really expensive so we kept it simple uh you can just go and download and use our listening links really quickly and if you need to get the full site you can do that too by just going to freetalklive.com on your mobile device 855-450-FREE more about iran here in a moment let's go to the phones and get your thoughts you can of course take control of the airwaves let's talk first to george listening in baltimore george you're on free talk live uh, hi hey what's on your mind tonight um, I just want to talk about how how I enjoy listening to the show so much. Is that right? Especially you and Mark. You and Mark. Well, I appreciate that. So, uh, what 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 about it was, you know, that uh, you wanted to share? I just want to say how I started listening. Um, my one friend at work told me to tune into your show one time because 
he said he really enjoyed it too. My one of my coworkers, so and I just started listening in a while, and I really like it. Great. Well, I'm glad that uh, that you enjoy the show. Were you calling about any other reason tonight, or just to you know um, pump no, up our like egos? Right, thanks for the call. All right, so we're just going to drop that call right there. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. How many days in a row has it been now that the uh, the first call out the gate has been a really bad crank call? <laughs> right. It at least be funny. That's not funny. And it's not like you accomplish anything because it gets dropped. So. Yeah. Well, what's the point? I, I, right. I mean, in this in in this case, I think he did the best job of the poor jobs all along in, in that he was, you know, he'd done a little research. He knew the names of the hosts. I mean, he was uh, mm-hmm. you know, having some success in that area. But I knew yeah. right out the gate what it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, he sure did. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's see if James in Bangor, Maine has anything uh, valuable to contribute. James. So, hi. Mm-hmm. Hi, um, We're hovering from, over the dump um, button, Benjamin. James. I'm sorry, James, what, what now? Penis cock! Oh my goodness, we didn't see that one oh. coming a mile away. <laughs> 855-453. That kid sounded like he was 12. Yeah. 855-450-3733. I don't know, we've, uh, what else do you do at this point? I mean, we've, uh, we've admonished them and said your pranks are terrible, and they continue to call with them. So I guess we'll have to install more stringent uh, calling procedures at this point because I'm I'm kind of tired of it. You know, you we want you to have something to contribute to the airwaves of this show. Yeah, we've got the technology to make sure that your naughty words don't make it on the air. I mean, it's not working, guys. Just so you know, uh, the dump machine it charges up every time we use it again. It's not like it runs out. Do you think that they're um, hearing the... Do you think they go back and listen to the podcast at freetalklive.com where you can go back and you can get the Maybe. Last, they the, could certainly hear them do it themselves do it live, yeah, they, if so they're they, on, listening therefore, online. they think that they're getting through? Maybe, but then they would have to ignore everything we say after they... Well, maybe they just think that we're messing it up. I don't know. We got through. You hear that? Maybe they think we're we're BSing them and they actually did get on the air on on the radio. All I can say is is if you're uh, juvenile uh, little dirty wordy dirds there um, and get other people to make get, you know, come and get downloads of Free Talk Live um, where you can go to freetalklive.com and get downloads for free. Please, by yeah, all means, download tell our all show, your friends right? and download <laughs> so you can hear a few dirty words. As yeah. a matter of fact, if it starts wor- mm. working, Ian and I will just go on and do a special podcast edition where we'd say nothing but dirty words for two minutes straight. You could, well, yeah, I guess we could do something. How many like dirty that. words exist? I think it'd be Wouldn't quicker than two long. minutes. You could do Urban, the Urban Dictionary. Good point. Figure something out. One eight five five four fifty three. So back There's to be some foreign language ones that you know, sure. we could study up on. Uh, so anyway, as we've said a million times, we like a good crank, and if you're bad, you're going to get dumped. And if if you say something that can't go on the radio, you're going to get dumped. So try to be more creative if you actually want to be appreciated. I don't appreciate that. 855-450-FREE. We go back to the Iranian story here. As Iranians are working or living abroad, they can send bitcoins to their families, those who are not in Iran. Uh, and then they can use one of the online currency matchmaking services to find someone willing to exchange their bitcoins for euros, reals, or dollars. Bitcoins are useful to Iranians wishing to move their money around either to children studying in Europe or America or simply to stash cash in a safe place. As the value of the real plunges, many Iranians are trying to acquire foreign currencies. Amir Hossein Madani says we have no idea what will happen. 
He's traded tens of millions of street market dollars in Tehran over the last two years. He says these days prices change every 10 minutes. The uncertainty has led some Iranian software developers to ask clients to pay them in bitcoins. Anyone with a computer is able to own, send, and receive them. You can be at an internet cafe in Iran and managing a Bitcoin account, says John Matonis, a founding board member at the Bitcoin Foundation, the Seattle nonprofit that promotes the currency. The exchange rate in Iran is 332,910 reals per Bitcoin. It isn't known how many Iranians use Bitcoins to skirt sanctions. According to local Bitcoins, Kangas uh, said that 32 people in Iran have contacted each other through just his website. An internal FBI report in April expressed concern over the online currency. The report was leaked to Wired and Betabeat, saying that since Bitcoin does not have a centralized authority, law enforcement faces difficulties detecting suspicious activity, identifying users, and obtaining transaction records. Yay! That is good news for the rest of us who would are not really interested in having the government know what our finances are and not interested in having the government, any government, whether it be the U.S. government, the state government, the local government, the Iranian government, North Korea. I don't want anybody calling themselves the government to know what my financial transactions are. It's none of their business. I don't, I'm not owned by them. I, I'm not. I know they think that they own me, but I, I don't want to live that lifestyle. I want to be as free as I possibly can, and having some bureaucrat being able to raid my bank account, check over all my financial transactions, and then come over to me and say, well, we see that you've met, you know pulled in X amount of dollars this year, and now we think that you owe us this. I'm not interested in giving you that. How I'd, could that possibly benefit society as a whole? I mean, you could only believe Mark, we that. we need roads and the military. <laughs> right. As though we can't put concrete down on the ground without, uh, without you know, the state telling us how to do it. Uh, that- I'd venture to say that uh, we could do a better job because I- the, the roads, I know that... People, the roads is like that libertarian issue where people are like, whatever you do, don't bring up the roads. I think the roads should be one of the first things to go. I hate government roads. Well, I wouldn't know whether or not uh, they could create a better than a government road. I don't know, but I suspect that, first off, I mean, putting concrete on the ground can't be that hard, or, or pavement, and, mm-hmm. and whichever the case may be, blacktop. Um, and, it, and that can't be that hard. But surely there'd be some innovations in the area of roads over the course of decades that haven't occurred yeah. now. Um, and, and, I mean, everybody knows that the government spends too much money on any project. So if it was just an innovation that made it less costly, it would be a great innovation. 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Take control here. Bring up what you want. So is it a infomercial about Bitcoin? No, it's telling you about something that's a viable solution to protect your finances. And it's great. And like I said, there's no Bitcoin corporation out there that's benefiting from this. It's a real community-based currency. 855-450-FREE, SACL-CAI. Technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have on the site. We give them away to you. So once again, that's freetalklive.com. And we've got our bulletin board system that actually allows you to get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. bbs.freetalklive.com. We'll take you there. And like the rest of our website, the bulletin board system is totally free. But you can go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com and uh, toss something in the Bitcoin tip jar if you'd like. There we have a bunch of useful links about Bitcoins where you can go, study up, learn more about what I believe. And Ian, I think you probably do too, uh, is probably the biggest invention since the Internet. Ian? The board, uh, the Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, I just want to make Sorry, sure. Sorry, I'm talking the board off. Oh, trying to, trying to stop crankers? Yes. You can't stop them. They're like the marketplace. You can't stop them. No, I don't think we can stop them, but there are certain things that can be done to make the make getting through the call screening process a little bit more difficult. All them. right. You go on with your central planning. I'll talk to uh, yep. talk to people about BitInstant.com. Please, because it's a great site. <laughs> BitInstant.com is the fastest, safest, and easiest way for you to get Bitcoins. Um, there you can go and any place in the world, basically, get Bitcoins. Um, you can do it online, and you can do it through more than a million locations around the world in more than 30 countries. You can deposit Bitcoins, have them in your account in just minutes. Uh, they've got, you know, they're, they're a real business where they have some staff on available to answer your questions all the time, or at least during business hours. Bitinstant.com. Go check them out. I'm, you know, every interaction I've had with them has been very pleasurable. Bitinstant.com. So, uh, Julia has something to share with us about unschooling tonight, and I'm a fan of the idea. Everything I've ever heard about it is really positive. I know a couple guys here in the Keene area who are kind of natives to the region who went to a uh, – after they were into high school and government school, they actually left government high school and they went to what's called a Sudbury school, which is basically an unschooling school, meaning that there is a place – that young people will go during the daytime at which they are then unschooled, meaning there's no teacher who's telling them what to do. There's no curriculum. There's no one who is, uh, you know, an authority figure that they have to follow all their orders. Uh, It's a very self-directed learning process. And that's the idea behind unschooling is that if you just let young people follow their own desires and, you know the the signals in the marketplace whatever it is that they want to look into they'll look into the right things they'll do what they need to to make themselves into better people and there's a lot of evidence for this all around and mark i know that you have been kind of struggling with this a little bit as i understand it uh, you kind of seem to like the idea of unschooling but then you ended up sending jack to a school so <laughs> i'm sorry we're not living up to your expectations on this well, jack, i don't care it's your kid jack is going is a uh, is a waldorf school and he goes for i think 12 hours a week mm-hmm. monday tuesday and wednesday from 8 a.m to noon and they play with wooden toys there and they go outside um you know it's not like they're you know they they make some food and do things together so they're not sitting in classrooms uh trying they have to be quiet when the lights are turned out raise their hand to speak that kind of thing no no not at all it gives them an opportunity to to play with other kids it's essentially a play group Mm -hmm. and homeschoolers and unschoolers regularly participate in playgroups. I know that, uh, gotcha. you know, it, it's, it's not nice for people that like unschooling to see the word school out in front of someplace. Lots of us have had bad experiences with places called school. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident of uh, where Jack's going and how things are going. And, you know, as far as his academic learning goes, 
he's doing that on his own at home. He's excited about different things, and uh, we're exploring those things together. And this is, I think, the very best thing about unschooling is is that you know I, I, I can see why some parents are disturbed by the idea because they're responsible to some extent for their kids' learning, and their kid is too. But for me and Jack, it's just been a perfect little mesh. When he wants to learn about something, we go learn about that thing. Um, you know, well, today, go ahead. It, it makes sense from a human development standpoint that children naturally are interested in learning as much information as they can and that their brains are designed to do exactly that at that age. And, you know, that's I think that it's true for the rest of us. All the time, you're trying to learn things. You're right. learning things about what you want to know about, whether it's football and football statistics or you know whatever it is, learning how to fix a car, whatever it is you might be interested in learning, and you're doing that. Well, it's absolutely still true for adults, but children have an advantage. Their brains are just structured differently. You know What's the saying? They're like a sponge, but mm-hmm. there is that is true, right? Like children can just soak up so much more information than adults can that slows down as you age. Right, I was um I think that's true. He uh we've we let him sometimes go on YouTube to watch videos. Currently he's been very interested in astrological stuff and Did you show Mr. Tackpans? Uh no, I try to avoid that that part of YouTube. <laughs> it's not always successful. Um every once in a while you'll find him looking at a dinosaur video where somebody drops an F bomb. I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know, and try try to attempt to make that that that's learning I would prefer not to um uh, him to engage in. But, you know, it's it's kind of surprising when your four and a half year old has been, uh, you know, on the thing and on the video there watching the YouTube and then comes back and wants to talk to you about the largest star, V.Y. Canis Majoris. Did you know that V.Y. Canis Majoris was the largest star? News to me. I think that it's of the largest stars. There may be larger ones. There's always finding new things. But this is what this video told him. And I, I didn't even understand what he was saying because he's got that little boy talk a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he, but he was... You know, sure enough, he was talking about a real – I thought he was making something up. Hmm. So it th- they'll surprise you. You know, I think it's important to point out that unschooling may not be for everybody, right? So you said that your your chil- your son likes to go to this Wardorf school or Waldorf school. Mm-hmm. He probably likes that he can socialize with other little kids and get out of the house and whatever else, like experience something else. But uh, so Ian was kind of harassing you or making fun of you, whatever, because you you sent your kid (laughs) to school. But I think that the key thing is to find out what actually works for you and your children instead of just sending them to public school. And, you know, even public school works for some people. There were a few people that excelled at public school. I was not one of them. One of the arguments I've seen against homeschooling uh, for from a, a it's homeschooling is anti-liberal was this article that was written. You can go look it up. And uh, one of the arguments was, well, you have to send your little liberal kids to school so that they can oh, bring up geez. the mean of the whole classroom. You know, the classroom gets dumber without your smart little kids to make dumber. <laughs> you know, it's the wow. idea. Um, so, you know, well, to look at a government school and to say that some people were successful in it. So that means that it works for them. That just means that they were I'm, successful in government school. They could have been far more successful. in Yeah, an no, I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying that it should exist for that reason. But I was just pointing out that, you know, for me, I did so horrible in public school and I I had a terrible experience. I hated it so much. And Mm -hmm. when I talk about that every once in a while, I'll meet somebody who's like, wow, I loved public school. Yeah, I think that the classroom learning environment is 
fun um, for certain people at certain times of their lives. And can yeah, be like useful. teachers' pets. It, it can be useful, um, whatever, Ian. Um, can be useful for some people in those areas. But I think that the average person learns, especially now with the internet, most people learn in a certain way. They go to the internet, they find out that stuff that they need to learn, they absorb that, and unschooling prepares at least at my house unschooling is preparing jack for a world where that's how he learns because when i need to learn something no one's offering me a class or at least not for a cost effective um, and time effective means offering me a class where i can go sit and learn exactly what i want to learn i mean no class is going to teach you exactly what you want to learn they're going to teach you what they teach well you're you're talking about your experience in school as you know with well, I know you went to private school, but most no, of the school system. I went to oh, you a went to a gifted, gifted school. school, whatever. So there were a few classes that really stood out where you really had a good time because the teacher was great and they yeah, did there were those you know engaging activities and things like that. And one of the biggest problems I have with public school is that they basically stomp that out for the most part because you're required to teach a government curriculum, and mm. so there's not a lot of out of the box thinking and learning going on there. It's not allowed in most cases. So you've got some sort of story that's related to all this. Yes. Right? All right, we'll get to that here in a moment. Eight five five four fifty free. And you, of course, are invited to call in and talk about anything you want, which preferably will be a conversation. 855-450-FREE. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, take control of the airwaves, toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have waiting for you on the site. They include our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to check it out. Or if you're a lady listener, learn how to be part of the Shrine. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. It's right here in New Hampshire where... Thousands of liberty-oriented people are going to be moving, presuming we can reach our goal of 20,000 participants, and I have a feeling that we will. Some projections are saying it'll be within the next two years uh, when the Free State Project reaches its 20,000 goal. Could be even sooner if everything starts to accelerate, as it certainly could uh, by the time things get closer. A lot of people might be waiting until, you know, oh, I'll join when there's nine. You know, 19,000 people or all join when there's 18,000 or whatever. But we're up to thir- over 13,000 participants right now, over 13,000 people who have pledged to make the move to New Hampshire and get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. You want a, tan- a real tangible example of how this is working? There's an open anarchist who was elected to state representative in Manchester in a race against a small government free state project participant. So the open anarchist won the election. He's a free state project participant. I met him for the first time this weekend. He came to Keene's Social Sundays. His name's Tim O'Flaherty. He got actually some coverage in Comedy Central. 
And it was one of those things where all of the odds were stacked against him. He won the primary by one vote. So there's so many lessons in this one, just this one election. Very one? interesting. So let me get this. Uh, uh, you know, this is the kind of person who calls themselves an anarchist that really means uh, you know full scale libertarian. Yes. Okay. So a complete liberty activist won an election here in New Hampshire by right. one vote. In, so the person who voted for him uh, made a you know their a vote huge made difference. a difference. Yeah, that vote, that one vote in the primary was what locked it in for this guy. Because if you were a Democrat in New Hampshire, you probably won your election for state yep. representative. And so people just voted straight ticket Democrat, as you know they tend to do, ignorantly just voting for Enough their party. Enough of them do it. That, well, uh, that, that's what's so interesting about that is to me it says that most people are, that are voting are not paying attention. That's correct. They do not care to do any sort of research. They're just right. going to vote for the party. And so... Why doesn't everybody just run as a like? If I bet, if you ran as a Republican, you would have gotten a ton more votes. Probably true, but I've I would run as a that. Democrat because oh. I would want a chance at winning in Keene. If you're living Keene, New Hampshire, you have to run as a Democrat uh, in order to win. But Keene's Democrats are probably a little different than the ones in Manchester. They're more well organized, better entrenched. I think here more yeah. in, more locally influential. But just as another example of what happened with this guy, Tim, uh, he not only did he win the primary by one vote, but he also uh, in the main election, was attacked by both the Republicans and the Democrats. There were anti-Tim hit pieces that went out. There was even a mailing that was sent what out. What would they do, though? I mean, what would... Don't I mean, vote. It, there were people holding a sign at his election location. There were three people holding a ginormous sign at his, the election location where he was standing outside all day, too, saying Tim O'Flaherty is a free stater or something like that. Like. Uh-huh. You know, it was something outing him as a Free State Project participant. They really got the word out as much as they could. They sent out mailers. There was a there was a Republican hit piece mailer that went out against him. The Democrats, I think, had some sort of a handout or or mailer, and it ended up turning out that it was another uh, liberty supposed liberty activist that had published the flyer against him. So you actually had kind of a dirty campaign between two. Uh, it wasn't his opponent, though. No, it wasn't his opponent. It was apparently someone who knew his opponent. I won't go any further than that. Mm. Uh, but, you know, so you got two Free State Project participants competing for the same seat, which is already, a, you know, a win. And then on top of that, the one that considered himself an anarchist won the vote uh, in, the pri- in the primary by one vote. In the general, I don't know what the, the spread was, but it was larger. And, uh, and dis- all of that despite having two hit pieces against him by all of the opposition. <laughs> it shows the value of getting yeah. involved in uh, politics in New Hampshire. Yeah, because you can actually win here, unlike in pretty much everywhere else, where it's next to impossible. You got to be one of the good old boys. You got to be really wealthy, or one of those things to to get into office. So, if you want to actually have a chance at winning in the political system, and if you want to see government turn around and get smaller, you've got to get together with other people that think like you do. Go to freestateproject.org to make sure it happens. Either it's what Julia suggested, and that people are ignorant and they just vote straight ticket. Or they actually voted for an anarchist, <laughs> one or the other. Well, the thing is, is with voting is, is it's it's both of those. 
Yeah. Um, it, you know, I mean, some people said, well, you know, I don't care. He's the Democrat. Right. Or I'm going to vote for Democrats this year. And I don't watch. I don't look at signs at the polling st- uh, place because all those people are, you know, the, they're political operatives. And I don't trust political operatives mm-hmm. or, you know, I mean, there's a whole variety of reasons why people voted for him. And, you know, I, I think that his opponent in this circumstance is a guy that's thoroughly involved in the political process and certainly deserves to be in the uh, the NH House. It's you know, I mean, it is luck and uh, you know fortune that uh, Tim managed to get in above him, and I'm certainly not going to begrudge him that either. But I, I think that this is this is, and he's one of about a dozen uh, Free State Project participants that won election to state house. There's also other folks that have been elected to city councils and other boards around you know di- the different towns in New Hampshire. And this is just barely we're barely getting started here. We've only got 1,100 people that have uh, that are here now as part of the Free State Project. We want to get 20,000. Mm-hmm. So imagine the impact. Imagine we've already had this level of impact. Imagine the impact we'll have when we have twice as many people, like 2,000 people here. And then imagine 10,000, 20,000. I mean, it's mind-boggling the, uh, what we could accomplish for liberty in our lifetime. So once again, go to freestateproject.org. We're going to get back into unschooling in a moment. But Steve is on the line in New Mexico. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Steve in New Mexico. Go in once. Steve. Hi. Hey, Steve. You're on the air. Oh, hi. Um, I just want to talk about the Middle East because I heard before you guys were talking about Iran. Yes, sir. Oh, and just fuck all of you guys. Thanks for the call tonight. And we dropped that one, too. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, unschooling, Julia. Let's uh, jump into it. Right. And this is actually a family from New Hampshire, I believe. So I thought that was cool. I don't know this person. I thought maybe I might know them, but I've never heard of them. So Okay. Um, it's from golfnews.com. I let my children do whatever they want. Oh, that's a great title. It is. <laughs> and get people's hackles up. <laughs> well, and it's not only about the schooling and I'll, I'll get into it more, but she has that, uh, that technique for everything. Mm. Like she, there's really not rules in this house. Uh, Dana says her four children have never been to school, aren't made to study, and can get up and go to bed and eat whenever and whatever they want. But they're the best behaved kids around. No school, no exams, no bedtimes, no mealtimes, and certainly no rules. It sounds like every child's wildest dream, but for Dana Martin's four children, aged 13, 11, 7, and 4, it's a daily reality. Well, I'd love to hear their, um, you know, how things go because I can tell you that this is not how my house goes. We may be doing unschooling at my house, and I think that unschooling is really just the normal way people learn. Right. Uh, it's just a ter- it's just a term for how people learn. I agree. Um, but you know, child directed learning, I, I'm a little more comfortable with that. But you can believe there's meal time, there's bedtime. So you know, not every family that does unschooling does this. Well, and from a practical point of view, I think that like if I'm cooking a meal for four people, you're going to eat it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to make another meal for you. That just seems not practical. Yep. I mean, my mom was willing to compromise. She would make things that I like. And if she made something that I didn't like, there would at least be one thing that I could eat. You know, and I appreciated that. But I can't imagine just being like, no, I'm not going to eat that. I'm going to eat something else. I don't know. You know? Well, I, I, I would be deeply concerned with what Jack would choose to consume <laughs> if he uh, was, you know, given his um, right. druthers. Well, she goes on to say that they eat healthy, 
But um, I'm glad they can eat. Yes. The controversial 39 year old mom and her husband, Joe, 42, have made the bold decision to raise their kids in an unschooled household. And they believe that they're healthier and happier for it. Dana explains we live every day like it's the weekend. The kids have never been to school and we don't force them to study at home. We treat them with the same respect as adults. There is no punishment or chores. Now, I don't agree with that either. Uh, The chores bit. I think that, um, you know, chores are... Put those brats to work. Right. I Well, I think chores are valuable. I, I hated them when I was a kid, but, um, you know, I live here too, and I live here for free. Why shouldn't I help out? We should all help out, right? Okay, so um, the way we've decided to go about it at our house is, is uh, you know, I mean, every kid wants to have money to right. buy things. That's what mine was for, an allowance. And, um, well, an allowance, I don't like allowances either because they dictate a certain amount. So Jack can go and currently he has things that he can do to earn money, including picking up sticks and putting them in cardboard boxes so that I can, you know, burn them in the outdoor wood boiler and, and things like that. Right. Any four-year-old can pick up sticks and put them in a box if they want to. I know. I have one that can. And so, I mean, you know, he doesn't have chores in the, the, that he has specific things, but, you know, he's got ways to earn money. All right. 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll continue in moments. A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum vibe. It's year 2523. There are colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury. People travel in bubbles, fly at hyperspeed, with brain implants and artificial gravity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. Quantum vibe. There's a robot girl. And corporate villains crave the opportunity To steal a profit from mother's ingenuity A scientific genius and his clever assistant Set out on an adventure through the solar system On a secret mission to find the key To access new frontiers and save liberty QuantumVibe.com This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves if you would like. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we share with you on our site. And you can actually create the content there as well. So if you find something online that you think is pretty great or outrageous or funny or whatever you want to share with our listeners and the hosts of the show, submit it as show prep. Over at freetalklive.com, it will then appear on the upcoming stories page on our website. It must then receive a certain number of votes in order to be promoted from the upcoming stories page to the front page of the site. So go and get interactive. Freetalklive.com. With you in studio, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. More about this unschooling family that seems to be more than just unschooling. It's more like an unparenting yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. We'll so, talk. We'll talk more about it here in a moment. We uh, do have some other things to discuss with you first. Let's go to eight five five four fifty free. Sam is on the line in Texas. Sam, go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, good evening, you hey. guys. Hey. So I'm calling to uh, settle up on our bet here on the earthquake prediction. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, someone called in to uh, ask about that a few days ago, and I forget who it was. I think it was Daryl. Actually, went to the some sort of chart online that tracks earthquakes around USPS, the world yeah 
and apparently we won the bet. Yep. You all did. And in fact, it was a little unusual that um, in the 14 days before the window, including the window, that there were actually no magnitude 6 uh, earthquakes, which, and, you know, given the average, there's about 14 or so a month. So and you, you had bet us $100 to a charity that there would be a 7.5 at least within about a four or five day window. Right, and it turns out there wasn't even a six in 14 mm. days, mm. even though on average there's about one every other day. So it's interesting. So, it's like the opposite of what you predicted. So rather than this cataclysmic earthquake, this large 7.5, it was you know a really stable period. And, and that's what Patrick Garrell is saying his model has predicted now. Mm. You uh, mean after the fact? <laughs> after the fact. Well, hindsight's um, always twenty twenty. So before beforehand, he had predicted that it was going to be something you know large. And now he's looking back at his data and revising it? Well, he looked at the planetary alignments, and he noticed that um, one of the planets missed the sort of lineup by two hours, and he thinks that it may predict a quiet period. I think, you know, when it comes to the larger quakes, uh, there's certainly not as many of them, so it's going to take longer to sort of uh, develop a model that accurately predicts what uh, eventually happens. So it makes sense that he would make some mistakes and so forth, and this was one. So, Mark, where's the where do I make the checkout to? Um, Hundred Night Shelter. Uh, Ian and I have talked about it, and I'm um, you know right now that's uh, that's what's on my mind. It's a good uh, okay. local charity that helps keep people warm uh, here in New Hampshire during the hundred coldest nights of the right. year. Right. It is not completely non-government funded, but they'd like to be. Uh, the government has treated them badly, like a stepchild, um, and you know they. There's that a meager little check that they would like to raise some money to compete with, so that they can tell uh, the the city of Keene to take their check and shove it. So, what do you want to do? Do you want to mail that to us, Sam, and then we'll uh, take yeah, it over me, there? Let me send it to y'all's uh, mailbox up there, and and one of you guys can take it. So I just is, hundred night shelter. Yeah, that would be fine. Now, is okay. this is this evidence that uh, you know? It sounds to me like you're grasping that the you're you're grabbing a hold of this guy as like a guru. Uh, is it possible that he just, you know, is making guesses and really isn't that much better than the average earthquake predictor? Well, when it comes to six and seven magnitude quakes, he has shown an incredible track record of giving a single day, usually, and a magnitude, and he's gotten 13 in a row. So that, to me, that goes beyond chance. Um, you know, with any kind of new theory or hypothesis, you're going to, um, I guess, inevitably make mistakes and so forth. So, but when it comes to like sixes and sevens, I think he's pretty well dead on. on the but he's stuff, only like, predicting that these things will be happening somewhere in the world, right? It's not like he's narrowing down and saying it's going to happen, you know, in Los Angeles or California or along a specific fault line. He's just kind of throwing it out there that it's going to happen. And is he really counting his failures? I mean, it's pretty common for uh, you know the the guru who you know knows all about what's going to come in the future to you know, to gloss over all of the failures that they they make in their predictions. Uh, I you know I think he does. He it's not that he's claiming to have it perfect. He's developing this and he's doing it out on the internet. Uh, modern science today, I think, is has become the sort of the end of the game of Jenga, where you have the little blocks piled up and you have to pull one from the bottom and set it on the top. They've 
A, a good theory should do two things. It should explain the observable phenomena that you see, and it should, number two, predict new phenomena based on your model and your mechanics. And I think what modern science has done, in a way, is they've they've come up with this theory, you know, based around Einstein's works and Maxwell's equations and several others. And when they see stuff that doesn't fit that model, they tend to put a Band-Aid on it. And I think sort of what started to happen is that foundation is getting shaky. And they can still put pieces on the top, but it's getting pretty obvious that it's going to start to fall down. And I think what's happening with the Internet and people doing stuff out in the open, um, you do have sort of a peer review process that goes on. Um, and, I, and I think Gerald should be sort of applauded for what he's doing. You know, it's just tough to put your stuff out there and see if it comes true or not and face all the critics, you know, real time, um, just with anybody that wants to come in and, and comment or follow your work. So, Sam, I'd asked you previously, uh, we did get a chance to talk about it, though. What do you think is going to happen on the 21st? So, you know, Gerald's predicting this magnitude 10 oh earthquake, and he still says that he thinks that's going to happen. But for me personally, the probability of that has probably dropped to, I don't know, 30, 40 percent chance that that would happen. Has that ever happened? I mean, when's the last time in history that uh, there's been an earthquake that big? Probably um, you're talking like extinction of the dinosaurs okay. where, you know, everything happened. Now, there is there, there's another guy, Paul Lavulette, Dr. Paul Lavulette. He's a astrophysicist who has created or has an idea. If you just go onto YouTube and type in superwave, you'll see a rather long interview with him. I've listened to it three times, and I'm just beginning to really comprehend what he's saying. But the idea is that he he looked through ice core samples, and he found that there were peaks in a certain type of radiation that comes with cosmic dust. And he saw these peaks that were occurring in cycles. There was a 5,000-year cycle, which ties in with what the Mayans were talking about. There's a 13,000-year cycle and a, I think it's a 26-million-year cycle. Okay. And the idea is, at the center of the galaxy, there's some kind of either a black hole or a star, and when it sucks in matter, it sends out this superwave, which is a, it's a gravity wave as well as a huge uh, RF component. Yeah. So across the spectrum, you get radio frequencies. That's a quasar, right? Um, it, it's more than that because okay. it's, you know, it's also sending gamma and X-rays and so forth. So it's really like this huge um, spike of energy across the scale, and it can cause a number of things. Of course, the gravity wave, if it's strong enough, could cause earthquakes around the world, and uh, the, the RF energy, when it hits the planet, could actually cause the same thing, the same effect as an EMP would have. So you're suggesting that on the 21st, there could be a large earthquake, there are several of them, that there could be also all of the electronics that are not shielded from EMP to shut down? Not at all. I think, though, that that is a possibility. See, the December 21st date, I don't think that anything really significant is going to happen. Hmm. What the Mayans talk about is it's really a shift from the male-dominated energy into more of a female-dominated energy. 
It's a shift away from sort of the control structures of government into a different age. Hmm. All on one day? Or that'll just begin the shift? It's sort of a marker to show this is really as it starts to shift. All right, Sam. Appreciate the call. Thoughts tonight, as usual. And thanks in advance for the check. Uh, Even though you lost the bet, the 100-night shelter won, and they would have won had we lost the bet as well. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Puke in the Gang, the podcast for grumpy young men, brings you issues. We were talking about raping babies. I love Nazis. Beast Jesus. News. New York shuts down vibrator giveaway. Here's a fun story out of uh, Spain. El Correo. No, wait, that's a newspaper. Personal stories. I kicked a windshield once because I was angry. I just got annoyed and I wanted to die. I know all the words to get jiggy with it. I have a horribly tiny penis. Responsible journalism. I'm drinking my liquor. When we do the show, we're generally drunk. Pukeinthegang.com. And cake. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here at 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment, no problem. Just go click and download Uh, Maybe you didn't hear the Sunday edition with Mark and Stephanie last night. Well, it's right there at the top of our website. You can just click and grab it. Uh, And if you want to go back for years' worth, you can do that, too, in our archive section. Also, on SoundCloud, you can go to uh, the Free Talk Live SoundCloud page at soundcloud.freetalklive.com. Or if you're already on our website, just look over on the left-hand side under Listen and Share for our SoundCloud link. And then you can click the Share button and share it with your favorite social network, Twitter, Facebook, several others, uh, go to freetalklive.com and grab as many archives as you like. Please do share. A weather emergency can occur any time, and you know, there's all kinds of catastrophic incidents that might uh, break up food distribution. Uh, you know, just I mean, some some people are claiming that the food distribution uh, system is is uh, hanging by a thread. Whatever the reason you might want to have stored food at your house, the best to get is buyemergencyfoods.com. The reason is, is they're 100% certified GMO free. They've got zero MSGs, no artificial flavors. They've got vegetarian and gluten-free options, and they're the only one that puts an oxygen absorber in every nitrogen-flushed Mylar pouch. They come in uh, big buckets so that you can keep them safe. Uh, you know, if some kind of flood occurs, you've still got food. It'll still be there. It'll be floating, but you'll have it. Um, and, you know, all these, all these options and all these uh, features, that should cost more. But actually, they cost less. They cost less than – they cost about half of what the industry average is and less than everybody else. Go check their charts at buyemergencyfoods.com. I went over there uh, to buyemergencyfoods.com, and when I uh, was able to you know, look, at, look over their website, specifically they have an, an area called product info. And if you go right into the product info tab, there's best value in the industry. Click on that, and you can see this uh, – Really motivating uh, sort of graph there that compares all the features of all the uh, distributors of uh, emergency foods, and you can see why they're the best. You can get uh, when you do your comparisons, if you do comparisons outside this chart, and I recommend you do compare a 2,000 calorie per day, um, you know, day rather than just servings because that's kind of important. Mm-hmm. And you'll see that you can get for less than $4,000. 
you can get a year's worth of food. That's for two people, right? Uh, that's I, I think that's one, Ian. Oh, I thought we'd looked into that. I apologize. I thought that we'd check that out. I don't think so. I think that that's for, for one. But, um, you know, I, I'll go back and do the math on that one more time if you want me to. I would, because I'm pretty sure that was the first question I ever asked about it, and uh, we checked it out. And it was well, it was people. the first day, and okay. if we had any kind of conclusions, I mean, so anyway, there was a special going on at mm-hmm. that time, too, that was the uh, the Cyber Monday special, so yeah. it may have, may have had something to do with that, too, because um, you looked it up and I looked it up. Anyway, it's buyemergencyfoods.com. Use coupon code FTL to get 5% off. Buyemergencyfoods.com. All right, back to the phones and your thoughts. Erod, or Erod, rather, in Georgia, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hi. Hey. Hey, listen, I'd like to ask a question. Um, yes, sir. Um, based upon the conversation that's been going on right now, you know, particularly after Sam's um, uh, call. And the question is, how do you know what you know and source credibility? You know, Sam just mentioned, you know, a bunch of scientists here and there said blah, 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 and this and that. Okay, great. But, you know, I just want to just relay an experience that I had, oh, but, uh, I don't know, about a couple of three months ago, uh, Sunday night, late, come home, plop on my couch, and I don't watch very much television at all. So I put on the television, you know, we're going to watch a program. I'm not into sitcoms, so I'm watching my tried and true, you know, Animal Planet or Discovery Channel. Mm-hmm. I like of, those. Yeah, the kind of shows that I, that I allowed my kids to watch when they were smaller. So I'm watching the Discovery Channel, and here's this program, and I can't believe in what I'm hearing. I mean, I'm getting excited, and I'm saying to myself, no way, this can't be. Oh, this can't be. And it goes on and on. A very well, and, 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 and understand, this is supposed to be a documentary, okay? So a documentary, it's supposed to be documenting actual events, actual occurrences, okay? And source credibility. This is the Discovery Channel, okay? Right. So I'm watching this thing, you know, and by the end of it, I'm just, I, my eyes are popping out, and I'm really conflicted. I've got these internal conflicts with me, inside of me, saying, well, no, this cannot be, this cannot be. Okay, by the end of the program, it was late in the night, by the end of that night, and I watched this program, I was almost, almost, and I, I was vacillating back and forth, convinced that, mermaids are real okay (laughs) now check this out now so i go to bed and i'm like oh my god this can't be and of course if if, i don't know if you watch the documentary or not i don't know what you're talking about but it sounds delightful oh oh, okay but 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 get this now okay it's supposed to be a documentary okay so i'm all excited oh god mermaids are real i mean this is a very well done i mean they've got videos of i mean these people going to south africa this and that i mean very well done okay Mm mm-hmm so I go to bed that night. The first thing I do, get up, go to work. I've got to find out. I've got to get to the bottom of it. This is the greatest news of all of mankind, certainly in my lifetime. So I go on the Internet at, you know, at work, and I discover that I type in mermaid. Up it comes, the mermaid show on the Discovery Channel. Mm-hmm. What it turned out to be is a, get this, a docu-fiction. Wow. And I'm like, What? I mean, I wanted to fall out of my seat. So here you have this new genre of filmmaking, which is a contradictory in terms itself, a docu-fiction. I mean, and, and it, wow. was, it was done so nicely. And, and you know, and, and so, but, but, but the thing what I'm, I'm getting at, because I was really starting to examine myself, I mean, how do you know what you know? I mean, right. yeah. I was going back and forth, and I'm saying, no way, this cannot be. But yet... 
It's on the Discovery Channel. Source credibility. Right. I mean, for God's sake, it's not the sci-fi channel. If it's on the Discovery <laughs> right. Channel, it's got to be true, right? And, and you know, there are there are a lot of uh, outlets out there, different types of outlets that you trust for certain types of material. And yeah. you, you'd think that they build up that credibility over time and that... You know, and I agree with you. The Discovery Channel has a certain amount of credibility in my mind. Did you feel cheated, ripped oh, off, absolutely. lied to? Mark, that was exactly the words that that, that 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 I was feeling. I felt cheated, deceived. I mean, like I said, I almost fell out of my seat, and I just wanted to curse them because I've never heard of a. I mean, like I said, because I don't watch much television. You know, I mean, maybe this stuff has been going on for a long time. I just wasn't aware of it. Mm -hmm. But a docu-fiction? Really? I've never heard of it. Um, I mean... This Sunday on Discovery Channel, Mermaids, The Body Found, a two-hour special starting at 9 p.m. examines the question of whether or not mermaids are real. Throughout history, people from nearly every culture have independently described the same half-man, half-fish anomaly. What if there's a kernel of truth behind the legend of this mythic creature? Sure, the the the, fish half. Is the idea of the mermaids (laughs) so far really so far-fetched? Maybe so, maybe not. The show itself, though science fiction is based on some real events and scientific theory. Yeah, that's... I can totally see how that would really upset somebody who had created an image in their mind for what Discovery was supposed to be. If you want to hang on, Erod, we can bring it back here and continue the discussion. 855-450-FREE. And have you ever found yourself uh, fooled like this? 855-450-FREE by someone you trusted or some organization that you trusted. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Do head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. And it's thanks to great sponsors like SACL CAI that make it all possible. Yep, SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable, and you can uh, go see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top on the right-hand side of the page. They do sponsor our phone lines over there because, well, it's Jason Osborne, one of the principals of SACL CAI, along with his dad, Mike Osborne, are big supporters. He's a big supporter of Liberty and a big supporter of Free Talk Live, consequently. So if you've got a company and you need to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, SACL CAI can handle it, and they can handle it well. As a matter of fact, they uh, their staff is respectful. They record every call so that you can listen in if there's any kind of problem with your clients. And they have the best equipment money, bu- money can buy. It's SACL CAI. We're talking with Erod in Georgia. He encountered a documentary, or what he thought was a documentary on the Discovery Channel because when you're watching something like the Discovery Channel, which in the past has kind of made a name for itself on informative uh, television programming, informative and supposedly educated, uh, in, you know, well-researched uh, television programming, all of a sudden then presents to you something about mermaids. You know, I'm pretty sure I saw something like this 10 years ago on the Discovery Channel about dragons. Really? Wow. So they've been doing it for a while then. Yes. Let's go back to uh, Erod. He's uh, still with us here. And it sent you reeling. It was uh, a shocking uh, encounter where you spent two hours watching what you thought was a, a real it, documentary. It, Turns out it, it was it, what... You- it really was. It really was. And, you know, which led me to kind of question my own belief systems mm-hmm. and 
asking that question, well, how do you know what you know? And I remember, I think it was back in the 40s, maybe the 30s, I don't know, when Orson Welles did that radio program about this invasion from Mars. Yeah, and, War of the Worlds. Uh, you know, right? Yeah, War of the Worlds, yeah, and people were just freaking out. And so I really started questioning, you know, well, well how do I know what I really know? I mean, what? because really, honestly, I was vacillating back and forth. I mean, this is real? No, it can't be real. And going back and forth, and, and I guess it goes into this whole education, homeschooling kind of thing, you know, uh, where, you know, critical thinking skills have to be instilled in people. I mean, I mean, what, I, I guess, what is your baseline is what I'm asking. How, I mean, how do, you, how do you know when you hear some scientists say some things? I mean, I can't do the primary research on all these things no. that I hear. And, I'm, and, and I love science. I absolutely love it, you know. But, you know, it's almost like you have to, well, i got to take their word for it, but yet and still, I've got to balance that against the things that I absolutely know are true. You can't believe and- anything you hear. I mean, really, it's come down to that. And, uh, Julia, you and I were talking about this to some extent uh, before the show, where, you know, there's just so much contradictory information out there. And then plus you've got, you know, like the government funding studies that it wants to have certain results on. And right. they're going to give money to the people that are going to do the studies in the way that will get them the results they're looking for. And then, of course, then if it comes from, you know, these organizations, it sounds authoritative. So people believe them. But look at all the studies on food, for instance, over the years. You know, first eggs are bad, then eggs are good. And then, you know, cheese is good and then it's bad. And Butter's then- good. Bad. Uh, let's see. Butter's the, the bad. Margarine's, margarine's good, good. And then margarine's bad. It has butter's trans good. fats in it, and butter's good. Yeah. I mean, what do you? How do you believe anything anymore? Exactly. You know, and um, you know, but but I guess what we have to rely on is, is rationality and, and logic. And, uh, and and as a matter of fact, um, uh, hello. Uh, you're, we're right here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I heard some beeps. Okay. No yeah. As, as a matter of fact, you know, I brought this up. Oh, oh, it's been several months ago. And I, yeah, I don't believe you were there. And I don't think I really got a, a really good fair hearing on it. But it was in the conversation uh, about this, I, I think it was called the Bose, Bozeman or something. Anyway, uh, this God particle thing. Right. And, Higgs, Higgs uh, and I remember, Ian, you read something that the guy said, well, well, we've discovered that there are three kinds of nothing, okay? <laughs> this is a physicist and this and that, you know. But you see, you know, look, I'm not a scientist. I don't know. But what I, but, but what I do know is what he said was patently irrational and illogical, you know. So eh, that's the best I can go. When you say three kinds of nothing, it's illogical. I mean, he made a nonsense statement there. So I don't know. Basically, that's all I got to go on is, I guess, rationality. But, uh, but I don't know. What <laughs> is real? It is frustrating, and I really do appreciate your call tonight, Erod. You bring up a great point. So, yeah, whatever you're watching out there, always have to put a question mark. You know, is this something that's being presented honestly? Uh, and, you know, maybe it is being presented honestly, but maybe the people that uh, that are making the documentary are relying on information that is, you know, misinformed or just downright wrong. In this case, yeah, they're just uh, being duplicitous. Uh, you know, I mean, that's not... That's not cool. Well, in this case, it was. It sounds like the documentary filmmakers were purposely making fiction, right? Uh, but there could also be the the chance that you're watching a documentary by somebody who absolutely believes what it is that he's presenting, sure. but the information he's been giving, uh, given by the so-called experts, is backwards or misinformation or you know wrong for whatever reason. And then so then the documentary perpetrates that as though it's true. And of course, documentaries can take information that is true. 
and present it in an emotional fashion to make it all the more persuasive uh, to somebody. Because it's one thing to sit and read a, a dry journal, you know, like a medical well, journal or something. you can't read all the science no. on all the subjects that you might want to know something about. And, you know, this is, Erod pointed this out, and I think that this is absolutely fair. And, you know, this is why I, I say, you know, like, I really like the skeptics and, uh, you know, looking at things from a scientific standpoint. And mm-hmm. some of the presentations are just spot on. But Penn and Teller's no, BS, great show. Right, but there's no way for the average person to be skeptical about everything. You must take, for instance, when I'm watching these skeptic shows like Penn and Teller's BS, I'm taking their word for stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, you know, so they're, you know, actually practicing what they're preaching against. And it's kind of, it's kind of a strange situation. We were talking about with uh, Stephanie, my Sunday host on uh, you know my, the Sunday show, Free Talk Live, you know we were talking about she's an atheist. I am atheist, and I believe you that are a theist. Right, I am atheist. Uh, the- you're I, a theist. I'm an atheist. I believe in I believe in a god, and she gotcha. does not believe in a god. And I, you know when it comes to science at this point, science is advanced to the point where I can't do anything but take scientists' words on things. Mm-hmm. You know when you tell me that uh, you know at the beginning of you know, thirteen trillion years ago or what. Whatever. All the matter was collected into a space in the universe. All the millions and millions of galaxies that we can see with the Hubble Space Telescope were collected into a space the size of a baseball, and then that thing blew up and threw stuff everywhere. I mean, I find that just too – that's too much to believe. It's easier for me to believe that God created the Earth in seven days, and I don't believe that either, than to believe that story. And so – I, you know, where am I left at well, that point? Science is wrong all the time. Uh, but the thing about science is that it's OK to be wrong yep. because it's constantly gathering new information Absolutely. and and uh, rehypothesizing, basically. Sure. I, and I, I don't and I'm not saying that science is wrong this one time. So I'm never going to believe right. science again. Largely, I do believe science. But I would like to point out that everything I believe as far as science goes, I believe in a faith based way. I believe the scientists, so therefore I'm going to believe them, but I believe them from a faith-based standpoint, mm-hmm. not from a reality-based standpoint. I know what I know in reality. Because you can't duplicate what they've done. I, right. I can't duplicate it, and I don't have, have the time to, to duplicate right, it. You have to pick an expert to trust. But what well, if that person's wrong? You can wrong? find scientists on both sides of right. any argument. A lot of arguments, that's for sure. Especially because I would say the majority, this is just speculation, but I know a very large portion of science work is funded by government grants, right? And people lose grants if they come out with scientific results that the government does not want published. I don't, you know, I don't know. I think that, I think it's tough to say that because scientists should be able to replicate each other's work and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But often they'll come out with these, uh, these studies and then... The, you you find out the the study comes out, but you don't know you you don't ever get to see how it's been debunked. For instance, there right. was this EPA study, and I think it was 1989, but I may be wrong, uh, where they said that essentially secondhand smoke basically was more deadly than smoking, which is ridiculous sounding. It doesn't make any sense. No, it's ludicrous. So and that was nonsense. Well, I mean, as I understand it, it was debunked, but yeah. it came out and it was treated as gold. Yeah, eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. Have you experienced this before where you operated on the belief that something was true because it was presented in an authoritative manner by someone you trusted and then you found out it wasn't? 
This is Mark of Free Talk Live. We've been witnessing a meltdown of the economic engine that powers our country. With a printing press tethered to Washington bureaucrats and New York central bankers, how can we trust paper money? For years, I've been buying gold and silver from Midas Resources, and you should too. Call 877-357-9938 for a free book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, or go to gold.freetalklive.com. Again, 877-357-9938. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site. We uh, do that for free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for theirs. Uh, so go to freetalklive.com. And if you like this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live on a financial basis, one of the ways you can do that is by shopping with us over at shop.freetalklive.com. You can go there and then enter one of the links you see. You'll see uh, links to Amazon in the UK, in Canada, and the US. You just click into the right Amazon for you. And Free Talk Live, when when you purchase something, will get a portion of the purchase price. It's the same great prices, the same huge selection, the same Amazon. You're just entering through our affiliate link at shop.freetalklive.com. That way, Free Talk Live benefits from the stuff you were going to buy anyway. If you're going to make the purchase online anyway, and why not, uh, you can get a better deal, probably. Uh, then it's an extra moment to go to shop.freetalklive.com. Yep. And if you take, uh, if if you know, chances are good, you're going to do. A monthly buy on uh, Amazon because probably I don't know what the statistics are of that, but probably most people are doing that, or at least a good percentage of people are. You can just go and isn't it like right click on your flag, Ian, and then uh, you know bookmark that uh, particular link in order to. I, I guess you can you right click and bookmark things. Maybe you can. I would just click the link and then bookmark it. I okay. mean that's that's the easiest way to do it. I don't know if all browsers have a right click uh, on a link and bookmark thing. But if you if you click the right Amazon for you and then you bookmark that first page that comes up, the default Amazon page, mm-hmm. then all you need to do is go to that bookmark from that point on. I see. So shop.freetalklive.com. We were talking with Erod about this uh, scam show, basically, that was kind of put on the Discovery Network. It's He called it a, uh, what was it, a, a docufiction or something like yeah. that? Or, uh, and the online, or the Wikipedia, describes it as a mockumentary. Mermaids, yeah. the I've body found. mockumentary. Yeah, I've heard that term. And basically, it's uh, they call it science fiction in the you know description of the show. But if you're so, just tuning into this, well, uh, you don't know that. First off, I you know Erod had the experience he had, and he said he was tired. Yeah. And the one thing I would like to know is, in coming in from every break, do they say that you know the, this is fiction, you know, whatever? Well, this is a work of fiction, whatever it is. That disclaimer, they say, some kind of disclaimer, because I think that then. You know, I, then I don't care what you do as far as creating whatever. But when you, you know, I feel like they're squandering. Uh, do what you want, Discovery Channel. But if if so, if not, I feel like they're squandering what they have created for themselves, yeah. which is this, you know, this idea that they're this sort of quasi science channel. Right, and and I don't know what the right word for that is. Uh, cred, street cred, yeah, or, or si- science cred. The credibility, if you will. right? Yeah, I think you're right about that. And why? I mean, is there that? Is there like a dearth of good science shows now and they have to just make crap up in order to fill airtime? You'd think not. 
Right. It doesn't make sense to me. Now, I mean, I have an appreciation for good satire, no doubt about it. And I program the the audio streams for the Free Talk Live stream. So when you're listening, uh, if it's three in the morning, you want to hear the latest episode, you can go to listen.freetalklive.com. You can tune in. Uh, But we have news breaks because obviously there's the top of the hour news in a standard news talk hour and uh we've got five minutes of news and then a minute where i play onion radio news so i kind of like the idea of jamming the real news the so-called real news from like free speech radio news or fox which are kind of two opposite ends of the news spectrum uh we'll run both of them we'll run so we'll run fox news and then throw in a minute long onion piece in there and if you don't know what the onion is then you may not have any idea that what you're listening to is actually not true uh, because it's well, really happened, great satire. This happened to some Chinese newspaper recently. The state Chinese uh, right. news media. Uh, right, the, the, the government newspaper over there yeah. that they, they believed that <laughs> the Onion named uh, Kim Jong-un, uh, you know, the, the, the great, sexiest man alive the or great leader like of uh, North Korea as the sexiest man alive. Right. <laughs> and he's kind and of they a, reprinted it as he's though He's a it were laughable true. little weeble, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and they reprinted it as though it was the truth. Right. And, you and they know, didn't know better. They they took something that looked authoritative online, looked like looks like a news source, yep, as any other news source. Now, that's a language barrier, but some people may have the cultural barrier in that they don't know what the onion is. Well, right. I mean, there are plenty of people that don't know what the onion is. The onion has gotten these sorts of news stories over time. There have been you know, senators in this country who have mistaken the onion for, <laughs> oh, really uh, for real news. Yeah, I mean, anybody can mistake the onion for real news. Because Somehow it sometimes doesn't bother real... me when the government mistakes the onion as news. <laughs> well, because sometimes the onion is as ridiculous as real news. I mean, in, in a lot of cases, real news is sometimes more ridiculous than Onion Story. Sometimes we'll see what is purported to be real news on real news websites and think to ourselves or say out loud on the show, wow, I'm surprised this isn't an Onion piece. It's that ludicrous. We definitely do say that. I, I, I love the, uh, the pre-election Onion where they endorsed uh, John Edwards mm-hmm. for president. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's the, the headlines there can be so amusing at times. Yeah. And other times you're like, well, you know. The real world can come up with something better than that. So I kind of like the idea of running the fake news into the real news. But then again, I don't have the uh, you know the street cred to ruin. I don't have that built up or anything like Some that. Some people would say that Free Talk Live does. For instance, uh, they don't want us talking about certain subjects. You know, for instance, like crackpot stuff. Well, or when we talk about whatever it is. Um, you know, if either they want us to talk about the particular subject they want us to talk about mm-hmm. and the way they want us to talk about it, or they don't want us talking about uh, you know, for instance, this. You know. Don't, don't spend time talking about this. There's lots of liberty news oh, you can talk yeah. about. You know, don't talk about relationships and, you know, whatever. Talk about liberty news. Nah, that's it's, all right. Well, they've come to count on us yeah. for that particular area, and I think that we probably spend 90% of our time doing that. But, you know, if we spend 10% of our time doing something else, then I, I think that that's okay, too. I don't know if it's 90% of the time, but, uh, yeah, there are people who have a certain expectation. Uh, and sorry, this is the show where you can call in about anything you want. So let's go to Lauren, listening in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Lauren. <clears throat> yeah, I told this the call screener I wanted to talk about 9-11, but I think I'm going to... Speaking of crackpots, go ahead. I think I'm going to sort of, um, you know, s- switch gears here. I really want to talk about psychotropes. Psychotropes? Psychotropes? You know, antidepressants. No. Okay. Yeah. Are you on them? No, no, I'm not on them. Have you been? No. Okay. So what about them? Um, 
yeah, I just want to talk about how easy it is to brainwash people on it. We saw it with the, you know, the Columbine shooters, the VTech shooter, and James Holmes. Most recently, you think the Columbine know. shooters were brainwashed? Well, they're they were on psychotropes, and that's been linked to uh, brainwashing. You know, I believe um, only one of them was. <clears throat> I believe Eric no, Harris. Both of them were. I'm not sure about that, but well, what they have been linked to, as I understand it, is that you know there's certain things that people who some of the people who are on these drugs are more likely to do, like perhaps hurt themselves or commit suicide, be violent. Right. That's actually there are a disturbing amount of cases out there where there there was uh, you know somebody who displayed none of these. Uh, characteristics, really happy, had a lot of things going for them, and they needed sleep medicine, so their doctor gave them an antidepressant for some stupid reason instead, and three days later, they kill themselves. I mean, these stories exist, and there's way too many of them. Well, there's no doubt that, uh, you know, chemicals in your brain are very, very powerful, right? It's all you are, is the chemicals floating around in your brain. So I can believe those stories, but to suggest there's brainwashing involved says to me that there's an additional component. Now let me, you know, present my case. Um, we see with James Holmes, um, he went missing for uh, missing rather for uh, six months. You know, at, at that time, first time he I've was heard in that college claim for neuroscience. That's what he was studying. You should check out a, a video of James Holmes when he was. Um, Still in high school, that guy was actually pretty smart. Sure, I believe it. Lots of psych, lots of people that you know end up with you know psychotic or schizophrenic or whatever are are very smart. They just have some kind of break with reality. Well, that well that was you know um, that could have been prevented. But our government. Where did you get the claim that that James Holmes went missing for six months? From the media, it was on the media that he was um, uh, missing for six months. I never, heard I've it. never seen that claim, and I don't see it in a quick Google search. Well, you you know, you got to do your research on it. Mm. Maybe they uh, took it off the internet. But, I see, they took it I, off the I, I internet. Need a, I need to talk here, okay? Okay, go ahead. It doesn't make any sense, all right? How one man can throw two smoke bombs from the um, uh, um, from two sides, two aisles of the theater at one time. Unless huh? you have some uh, magic teleporter suit, okay? That that doesn't work. I don't even understand what you're saying. I need to get me one okay. of those. Hold on, hold on. The witnesses um, said that they they saw smoke coming from um, two different directions. So he could have never done the shooting by himself. I, I highly doubt he even shot anybody. The guy was brainwashed, and I feel sorry for him. Thanks for the call, Lauren. Appreciate it. 855-453. Pretty sure people witnessed him shooting people, right? Oh, well, they saw someone they saw in a mask. And they right. had a mask on, and then he was standing by his car out in the parking lot. I always thought that was an interesting part of the story, and I haven't heard much about the guy recently. There uh, was a story recently about a guy in jail who got out. He was in jail with James Holmes, mm-hmm. and he had something to say. I can tell you more about it here in a moment. Okay. Hour number three is next. This is Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love. But make sure you give five bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. 
Free Talk Live. We are kicking off the third hour of the show. You can take control of the airwaves. We still have to talk about the unschooling thing. We barely even scratched the surface on that. But you can call in about anything you want, and that's what has happened. So we've ended up going in different directions than we initially uh, expected to. 855-450-FREE, and that's okay. That's Free Talk Live. Yeah, exactly. So 1-855-450-3733. We had Lauren call uh, from New York at the very end of the last hour, bringing up what he called uh, psychotropes that he believed, uh, you know, antidepressants, as he said, uh, that he believes are used to brainwash people. And I've always been, on, you know, I'm not an expert on brainwashing, but it always seemed to me like there had to be more than just, you know, doping someone up to brainwash them. There has to be some kind of curriculum. There has to be some kind of message, some kind of chant, some sort of uh, brainwashing transmission. Brainwashing is, is, you know, as I understand it, repeating the same message over and over again. Uh, one Another way that we, uh, you know, call another word that we call it by um, here in society is advertising. Um, right. So you could go to buyemergencyfoods.com to get the uh, food that you're you know that you need to have to keep yourself uh, fed during perhaps disaster situations. By the way, Mark, uh, we checked out the numbers on that, and I don't know you were you were looking at the chart to get prices on their foods. I went to the right. price list, and uh, we were looking at two different things. So, so that's the, why you were confused. That that does make sense. The the, the chart was using a, um, a a smaller package. If you buy their year package for two people, you will spend just about, about four grand. About four grand, right. and you will get enough food for two people for a year. Right. Um, you can also they have smaller packages where you can buy enough for one person for a month and just you know get that every month and save up so you have uh, enough food for whatever period of time you want to have it having some food better than none absolutely i mean you know at my house we've got some saved up i'm interested we're going to be getting the buy emergency foods uh, here soon um at the uh, in the mailbox and we'll i'm excited be, about be, that be able to try it out um, ourselves i, I want to try it before i go and uh, you know get something saved up but you know for me this really does fit into my lifestyle this is this fits what i want it's no it's non-gm um, and it's, uh, it doesn't have the MSGs and it doesn't have all those other things in it. And, you know, it's it's much more natural. So Sorry, I totally much- derailed you, though. By, uh, buyemergencyfoods.com. We were talking about how you have to repeat things right. in advertising. Though. So b- brainwashing is repeating the same thing over and over again. Brainwashing refers to something negative that is repeated over and over again. And negative is as a approved or as uh, perceived by the particular viewer, whoever mm-hmm. that might be. Um, whereas... Advertising is just, you know, some message in order to buy things, but you have to repeat the same message over and over again. I've heard numbers that the average person experiences 1,000 advertising contacts per day. I, it's, I find that can't it, be. Well, you know, you and I sit in our houses most of the day okay. and, and we're on the Internet, but think about the Internet for a second. True. Think about There's when you're sitting ads. on Facebook. That thing's refreshing every every couple of minutes. Yeah. And I'm seeing f- just at Facebook right here. I've got it pulled up. I've seen six ads right there. Seven. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think that if you were somebody who watched regular TV, like a lot of Americans do, you would get an insane amount of commercials and advertising. And I don't watch TV. And so every once in a while, I watch TV shows and I usually download them so they don't have the commercials. But if I watch something on Hulu and there's commercials, I am, I'm, I'm not used to seeing that many commercials or any commercials at all. So I'm always like, ugh, why are there so many commercials? Well, for a half an hour show, there's about 12 minutes of uh, non-show time for a ha- in a half an hour. So there's about mm-hmm. 17 minutes of show. You're talking about standard broadcast television? Standard broadcast television. You're probably looking at uh, eight to ten minutes of ads. 
I for think a half that, hour. I, I believe that uh, you know John Stewart on uh, whatever that show is, um, the Daily Show, mm-hmm. has said that they have a 17 minute broadcast. So maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe there's some kind of filler or something. But that's what he, I believe, has said. Anyway, um, you can't if. If my Facebook refreshes every 10 minutes and it has six ads along the side, then then regular broadcast television can't compete with what I'm seeing on Facebook. I mean, you know, so I think the Internet is even is even bigger as far as ads go. I said I had some news about James Holmes since our last caller had brought that up. I'll share that in a moment. But Bill's on the line in Pennsylvania. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia and Mark. Good evening, guys, hey, and uh, boy, keep up the good work. Well, thanks. Go I, ahead with your I thoughts. I've listened to you for about two years on and off, and uh, much, much appreciate your uh, show. Glad you could this be here. Caller, Go ahead with what, what was on your mind tonight. Yeah, this caller that called in, um, calling just to present some brief information. I, I don't know where he got his information, but it's remarkably, uh, in my opinion, correct with a lot of other information out there. And the gentleman he was speaking of, the uh, shooter, there is a chance that he was missing for at least a few weeks prior to that event. And if you check further, you'll find out that his father was about to speak to Congress. Yep, I've heard that that claim, yep. It was two weeks after his son, quote, did this event. And the father was part of a company who was studying all the banks over in Europe regarding the LIBOR scandal which is the largest financial scandal probably in recent banking history. He had tracked them. His company had uh, spent two years tracking where all the the, uh, computations were going and who was trying to manipulate the market. He had that information. He was two weeks away from speaking before Congress. After his son ran into this so-called event, he did not speak before Congress. So, so there's a but lot the company. To this. And by the, the way, just the name of one of those mind control programs. This one's pretty old, about 25 years or so. Was MK Ultra. MK Ultra. And you yeah. probably know that. And there's a whole host of others, and they use things that probably we don't even we don't even know about. So the psychotropics are just one of many things. Well, let me ask you this though. I mean, so the father didn't testify, but somebody else from that company did, and it's not like the LIBOR scandal didn't get blown up right in the face of what is it, the Bank of England, right? I mean, it was it was a disaster for them already. I mean, is the suggestion there that they uh they brainwashed this guy's son in order to commit a mass murder in order to stop him from testifying? I mean, that seems like a real roundabout conspiracy theory. Doesn't it though? Yes, sir, it does. And regarding what was presented before Congress, this is just my, my opinion. They could not have presented all the information that they inferred that they had, or we would have seen a lot more happen regarding that scandal. It involved Why? virtually a trillion plus. Well, I, I, you know, all the evidence is, is that the politicians are going to do what the bankers tell them to do anyway. Right, yeah. What would make you think the politicians would take action based on someone's uh, testimony? Well, they, Paul, the politicians probably won't. But if that information was released in a public forum, and if the general public, both in Europe and here in the United States, knew about it and knew the damage that it had done to their loans and to their cost of money over the last eight, nine, or to ten years, 
I think the public outcry would have been incredible. Well, I, I you know, the, I never even heard of it, so I don't well, know. I, the public... I'm, I'm very familiar with it, and this information is available to the public, and the public's very familiar with all kinds of banking scandals. For instance, the mortgage companies, uh, you know, putting fake signatures on loans. The public doesn't know much about well, any the, of this. The public chooses not to look at this, but it was on 60 effing minutes. I mean, you know, who watches that? A lot of people watch. The, More people watch America, you know, Dancing with the Stars. What can you do about that? I mean, so this is this. This is the point I'm don't trying to make. Don't make a statement make, the public cares about this, this is stuff. The, they this don't. is the point I'm trying to make is, is that you could put all this information out in front of the public and they will walk around it dumb, dumbly like a mm-hmm. bunch of cow-eyed morons because that's what they do. Thanks, uh, Bill, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. No. You don't think people watch 60 Minutes? Uh, probably older people, like old over 65 or over 50. Over 65, that seems... Well, those are, that is the voting public. When's the last time you watched 60 Minutes? Well, I don't have television. How many people do you know at your age have watched 60 Minutes? I don't know anybody's television washing habits at right. all. But I, but I mean, it does just anybody seems, ever tell you, Julia? I saw in 60 Minutes this week. Blah, blah, I've blah, heard blah, blah. that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. From me, I watch it every week. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't know how popular it is, but I feel like that's one of those. Sh- that's one of those news shows that people watch i don't know it just doesn't seem that weird to me i guess the people that watch news shows are likely to watch 60 minutes but that does not include the people that watch you know lost or uh, whatever csi how do you know there's you a can't big, watch Lost and, and CSI. You, you could. There could be crossover. Or, I'm sorry. And 60 Minutes. But generally, uh, you know, these <laughs> types of shows, these types of shows, you know, do not attract the same audiences. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, but you know, more coming up here in moments. You're welcome to share your thoughts. And do you watch 60 Minutes? I haven't seen 60 Minutes since I was. Uh, but you don't have TV. Growing up at my grandparents' house. My grandma or grandfather would watch 60 Minutes. Last time I ever saw that show. 855-450-FREE. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Are you a fan of beer, liberty, and good conversation? Do you support freedom, peace, and voluntary interaction? Are you looking to meet others who think like you? Don't wait for your move to the Free State Project to get started when you can do something about it today. This is Amanda Mill, encouraging you to set up a Liberty on the Rocks network near you to begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.libertyontherocks.org. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll-free, bring up anything you want, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. we got news updates. You get signed up for news.freetalklive.com. You can follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whatever is your preference. It's all free. Go to news.freetalklive.com. And you'll be able to keep up to date with the show. And if you do follow us on Twitter and Facebook, you're going to get more than just news updates. You'll get updates during the show. Uh, we'll post the occasional show prep or question or observation. Uh, one of the questions that I posted earlier was in regards to, uh, let's see, what, if anything, do you expect to happen on December 21st? And usually we get some interesting responses to our questions over on Facebook and Twitter. So you can get interactive there. News.freetalklive.com. If you're tired of uh, general preparedness and survival advice that doesn't have any reason or context behind it, and you think that the uh, single scenario focused of survivalists on TV shows is kind of silly, 
strategicsurvival.com is the book for you. It's a book for people that are interested in getting prepared for whatever life may bring, but you know, they, they need to have some specifics. They're not going to focus their entire lives on this. Uh, the author of Strategic Survival, David Jones, he has spent the time researching these, uh, you know, the solutions to these particular problems, whatever scenario might come along. You can go read a chapter of Strategic Survival uh, at strategicsurvival.com. Chapter four is available there for you for free. And order your hard copy. Have this with whatever kind of, uh, you know, supplies you have for whatever emergency strategic survival survival.com there will be a moment there may be a moment in life when when you need this it's strategic survival.com okay so we uh i don't know we're all over the darn place here tonight as we tend to be sometimes on free talk live uh, ended up talking about 60 minutes a few moments ago in the context of a discussion about what do people watch is there a big crossover between somebody who will watch a reality show or you know american idol i guess is that considered a reality show or like a music show i would think that's a reality show. i, I think that's modern american reality tv uh, so, you know, the question was, is there a, a large amount of crossover or are the people who watch 60 Minutes not so likely to watch those other kinds of shows? I don't have the answer to that question, but what I do have is that apparently 60 Minutes is the number one show, uh, excuse me, for five of its seasons it has been that year's top program, a feat matched by the sitcoms All in the Family and The Cosby Show and surpassed only by reality TV show American Idol, which has been the number one show for six consecutive seasons. 60 Minutes was a top 10 show for 23 seasons in a row from 1977 to 2000, an unsurpassed record. And in addition to that, uh, its airtime is actually early. Y'all thought it was late. I thought it was uh, late. It's seven o'clock, and it has been since 1975. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I uh, do the you know I record it and watch it watch it later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a powerhouse, and it's it's got a lot of it, it has it has a lot of power, and with it, a lot of people, a lot of credibility. I think that sometimes they can uh, they can be a little too hard hitting. They can hit so hard that their hard hitting journalism goes too far. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, I found a lot of interesting stories there. I thought the most interesting one was uh, eighth, one on Athos about uh, six months ago. This is a Greek island where uh, they still fly the Byzantine flag, and they are Greek Orthodox, and there's a bunch of mm. monasteries. It's very, it was very interesting. So your thoughts are certainly welcome at eight five five four fifty free. But it, you know, we're tying back into this uh, discussion we had earlier about information and what's its source. How do you know that source is telling you the truth? How do you know that they, uh, the information they sourced is true? Uh, so there's a lot of questions out there about what's legitimate and what's not. And uh, so keep that in mind when listening to this next story from the Huffington Post. We were talking about the, uh, the killer in the Colorado theater, James Holmes. Well, the most recent news about that guy is that an inmate uh, at the jail in which he's being held at this time has now made claims regarding his interactions with James Holmes. So, keep in mind, this is essentially it's hearsay. You've got a guy who was in jail with James Holmes claiming he had conversation with him and relaying what he ostensibly learned from that conversation. Okay, So, keep that in mind as you hear these claims. Uh, a drug-abusing inmate unleashed wild allegations about James Holmes, claiming that the suspected movie theater gunman said his therapist brainwashed him to commit murder. Stephen Unruh, speaking exclusively to the Denver Westward, said that he had a four-hour conversation with Holmes in jail on July 20th after the graduate school dropout was brought in for allegedly killing 12 people and shooting 58 others. 
through lo- oh, excuse me, though locked in different cells, Unruh, who's 38, claims he heard Holmes slamming himself into the wall. By yelling across the hall, Unruh says he talked to the 24-year-old out of committing suicide. Officers with the Arapahoe County Sheriff's Office disputed that detainees can communicate the way Unruh described. Oh, please. Um, what, a, what a bunch of horse crap that is. Um, the fact is is that, that any place you put inmates in, they're going to be able to communicate. Um, I, I wouldn't doubt for a second that they found some way to holler through little holes in the door or um, through ventilator, ventilation shafts and things like that. Now, but, you know, may, he can claim whatever they want to claim, but uh, my experience is is that having you know, and I've been locked in quite a few cells that you can figure out ways to talk to people that are relatively nearby. Nevertheless, Unra, who was locked up on theft and drug charges at the time, says Holmes described the massacre to him. He said, according to the news site, that he felt like he was in a video game. The former doctoral student allegedly told Unra that his therapist had programmed him to carry out an attack. There's been a steady flow of sensational tales about Holmes's behavior in the slammer. Shortly after his arrest, an unnamed jailhouse employee claimed that Holmes frequently spat at the guards. In another allegation, a worker said that Holmes acted like he had amnesia and didn't know why he was locked up. While there's no stopping the jailhouse anecdotes and recollections from seeping into the media, official documents pertaining to Holmes's life before the arrest have been withheld. The University of Colorado, where Holmes was a neuroscience doctoral student, denied a request to release campus police records involving him, according to KUSA. A judge had earlier imposed a gag order on the case, limiting the amount of information available to the public. So the it earlier sounds like a guy that's just lost his marbles, doesn't the, he? Well, maybe. And the earlier caller suggested that uh, you know that there might have been someone else involved in the attack, or that it wasn't James Holmes at all. But here you have the guy in jail saying this dude described it to him that the James Holmes talked about mm-hmm. doing this. But it's act. just. But but it's also but it's just some, hearsay. It's just some guy that said something, and you, yeah. you can believe that uh, you know. Some people want to get in front of cameras so badly they'll do and say anything. So who knows what the truth is. Let's go to Victoria, listening in uh, Mark and I's hometown, Sarasota, Florida, to WSRQ. Hey, Victoria. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I want to talk about the question you just posed about reality show versus uh, someone that would watch 60 Minutes. Yeah. Um, All right. I have never watched a reality show. I have attempted it on a couple of occasions because coworkers talk about it at work, but it is uh, annoying to me and quite silly. Uh, and 60 Minutes is something that catches my attention because even if uh, they I, – I know that you're questioning possibly where they get their information to put it out there. It I'm questioning where everyone gets real. their information. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Uh, but I uh, particularly enjoy 60 Minutes because I do find it educational, and there are things that I would never have thought about. Yeah, me too. Right, but when you turn into a reality show, it makes it seem like it's rotting your brain in comparison, right? Right. It's like, I, I don't want to be uh, harsh, but it, it's really borderline ignorant, some of those. Yeah, uh, reality shows are kind of like the junk food of uh, of television. Hey, Victoria, thanks for sharing your thoughts tonight, exactly as I expected. Although, of course, there are going to be crossovers. Of course, some people are going to watch, you know, multiple types of programming on television. But I think, in general, there's a division there. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, consider Keen. Civil disobedience, politics, media, outreach, and social events. Keen has it all. Get connected with video, audio, our forum, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.
Free Talk Live, toll-free number for you, 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, including listening options. Live streams, we got different sizes. We've got the broadband, mid-band, and narrow-band versions of the show. All of them are free for you. Listen.freetalklive.com will take you to where you need to go to get tuned in. And in addition to that, you'll get uh, the list of over 100 radio stations that we appear on various different times throughout the week. Uh, Got uh, another couple stations coming on board soon. Looking forward to making that announcement sometime next week. It'll be in Utah somewhere. That's about all I can say at the moment. Uh, But that's exciting and always excited to bring new stations on. So you can go to listen.freetalklive.com. You can link over to our affiliates page from there. In addition, you can also learn about the satellite listening choices. You can find us on XM Satellite Radio every night of the week. And we're also up on KU Band on free to air. Plus, there's our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way as well. So once again, listen.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to where we were earlier in the show. And we were talking about uh, unschooling. But more than that, Julia, you've got a story, and I don't remember the source on it. Gulf News. Gulf News. And it's actually about a New Hampshire couple, Uh, apparently. Uh, I don't know if they're Free State Project participants. That's not made clear. Nope. And I've never seen them before. Well, there's a thousand plus people. I know, I know. But, you know, if it was some people, I would recognize the name, but no. Um, So they are raising a family of four kids. Yep. And... From the very beginning, apparently, they haven't – not only have they not put them in a school and they've been unschooled, but they've gone beyond that. They don't even tell them what to eat. They don't have bedtime. They don't have mealtime. They don't have to study or do any sort of homework at all. And they don't go to school. And they don't go to school, yes. And this one, we had just touched about it before the break, and they said that there is no punishments and no chores. And I definitely agree that – A lot of homes are really focused on punishment and parents tend to delve out too much punishment for things that maybe aren't that big of a deal. But I think that there are still rules that would apply in real life that would I would want to apply in my home. So like if one of the young kids steals from another one, maybe sitting in the corner isn't going to teach you a lesson. But how about some sort of retribution? Right. You have to make good restitution. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, that you got to teach them whatever the real life lesson is there. Mm-hmm. So to me, that no punishment, and then there was the no chores bit, and I thought that was because life weird. does have consequences. Right. I mean, outside of life the- has consequences, like sitting in the corner. By the way, I mean, mm-hmm. if you steal from somebody, chances are good you'll get a punishment that's very similar to st- sitting in the corner, which will, of course, <laughs> not result in anything that really has to do with stealing. I mean, like sitting sitting in a jail cell doesn't make somebody not want to steal. No, it just kind of you know it's a sort of negative reinforcement thing. Yeah. So then the chores bit is interesting because I don't see a problem with kids helping out. I mean, the way that it worked in our home was my brother and I did the dishes and and my parents Mm -hmm. would cook for us every night. And it was always something that we liked. You know, they were accommodating and they said, hey, we worked all day and we cooked. So you clean up. And I, I, I don't think I loved it. But now, well, first of all, I got money for it. I got an allowance for it. And second of all, I think that it kind of, you know, it taught me that you have to, it taught me some working skills from an early age. You know what I mean? It taught me how to clean up after myself. And I think that that's a good skill for an adult to have. Well, I would guess, and I, obviously I haven't read this article. Maybe we'll hear more about it as as you go on. But I would guess that the family here is going to say that 
they all work together so well and it's such a free environment that the kids just naturally want to pick up and help out. That's that's going to be my guess. Right. So I'll- I think that this kind of thing, if it works for your family, that's fine and dandy. I can't imagine how it would work in mine. Yeah, they look what like hippies, do? just so you know. Well, if Jack's four and a half, what right. do you think he's going to do? If you turn him loose, he's going to grab the cookie jar, right? I mean, well, if you say, if you say that he's going to, he can eat anything he wants, he's going to go pretty heavy on carbs and chocolate. Yeah. Uh, the youngest is four <laughs> in this case. Um, so I will. Cons- I can't even believe. Obviously, there's a certain point at which you have to feed the child, right? I mean, you don't just well, let in the- this. Ca- in this circumstance, I wouldn't be feeding them if they're not going to clean up. If they don't have the chore of cleaning the dishes or something like that, then. Then I don't have the chore of no, making but your what food. I, but what I mean is at age two, you know, yeah. you're not going to really be able – or age one, uh, you're not going to be making those choices at all, right? I mean, how do they – they must have well, fed them at some point. I would imagine they breastfed them right. probably and then they taught them to eat, right? And that's mm-hmm. a pr- process. Yeah. And I'm sure at the point at which they could eat on their own was right. when they said okay, right? I mean – I don't know. That's just speculation. But I'm pretty sure that they were fed as babies. I would hope so. It would have to be. But I can tell you that you can feed a baby um, organic uh, baby food and uh, give them, you know, nothing but GMO free organic foods. And then they're still going to like chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Right. I know that for sure. The Martin's unusual approach to parenting is perfectly legal in New Hampshire, U.S., where they live. Danya uh, started following it when Devin was born in 1999. At school, Joe and I hated being told what we had to had to study and resented not being able to concentrate on things that we were interested in. I was depressed and I rebelled. My grades suffered as I simply wasn't interested in what I was being forced to learn. A lot of people can relate to I that. can relate to this, yes. My parents were frustrated, but when they understood why I was behaving the way I was, they were totally behind me. I graduated high school, unlike Joe, who dropped out three months before he was due to graduate. I didn't want the same experience for my kids. We wanted them to be partners in our lives and treated as equal. We wouldn't tell them what to do, but left them to make their own decisions. Now, I really like the concept of treating children like adults. I know they're not quite adults, but I like I like the idea of being respectful and not saying things such as, because I'm the mom or because I said so, those kind of no, responses. That's, I don't. that's not a particular. I don't know that that's treating a kid like a kid. Oh, I don't like but it at it's all. Not treating them, it's it's not a, it's not a way to. I mean, look, if uh, this is, you know, I think it's treating someone like a kid. No, I don't think it is. I think that uh, well, for one, adults uh, in all over in every culture, every single culture, speak to children differently than they speak to adults. I find myself doing well, this. My mom I refer said to this... myself in the third person. I talk in a different tone to Jack. Daddy, and, daddy, daddy. And I'll, you, you'll say things and do things that are different. I see you doing it with the cat. I do it. With, totally do it with Ravage. And, and it's not like you're not. You know, you know, you're not treating him like a person. But he's not, not treating a person. Him like an adult because he's not. <laughs> and so, well, I'm not saying that adults and children should be treated exactly the same because you're right. They're a child. They're they're you know they're not fully socialized, fully developed, whatever. They're underestimated though. But they are underestimated. And to me, when somebody says like my mom said, "I'm the mom," or just because when I was yeah. 15 years sure. old, I've been hurt She it just too. didn't want to answer me because she would, didn't want to admit that she was wrong, and she just wanted to be in control. Well, we don't say that at my house, um, but I, when he oh, asks that's me, nice. I like that. When he asks me a question, though, he's going to get my best answer. So if he says, you know, why, why is Mercury bigger, not bigger than Jupiter? 
and he want, he's really into astronomy right now, if he asks that question, I'm going to give him my best answer, which obviously there's no way to answer that question. It's an incoherent question. He mm-hmm. asks a lot of incoherent questions, and I suspect this is what a lot of three- and four-year-olds do. But I'm going to explain it to him that, you know, from what I've learned— studying the stuff along with him is as well mercury is a ball of iron uh, that's very close to the sun and jupiter is although it has a solid center is largely a ball of liquid and gas so um you know it's it's not it's not as solid as mercury and jupiter has played a large role in the solar system as the formation of the solar system including the formation of earth whereas mercury is really just a little bit of iron that floats around the sun Mm. you know or whatever and you know, I'm trying to answer him like as best I can in that circumstance, but usually what it does is it stops the questions. Well, that I think is a different circumstance than what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I know young kids ask a lot of questions that in many cases are unanswerable or very difficult to answer, and they will continue to ask over and over again. You know, they will continue to ask play off of your answers. But what I'm talking about is kids that are older and are ask, actually asking you legitimate questions mm-hmm. that you that maybe challenge you and you True. just don't feel like answering it because you're the mom, you're in control, and I don't want to hear it from you. Or yes. what about the, the you know adults that talk down to kids? Uh, you know, because they're a kid and so therefore they are inferior. They haven't been around longer or you know long enough and so uh, they're you know they're, they're sub people. And I think that's that's also really right. If you want them to grow up to be a good person, treat them like a good person from day one. Well, and and you not know, a baby. Younger people want to be adults, so treat them more like an adult, and don't be surprised if they mature faster as a result. What we end up doing is put a bunch of kids around other kids, and then we're shocked that they stay childlike. It's free talk live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. Ammunition, knives, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com is family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and has the lowest prices. Go check it for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Free Talk Live, toll-free number for you to take control. Even in these remaining moments, there's enough time at 855-450-FREE. If you get your call in right now, 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we have there for you. If you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, we invite you to become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Amp stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is... If you would like to see Free Talk Live get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom, then you should jump on board with the AMP program. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. It's five bucks a month. That's, you know, the price of a fancy cup of coffee. And it helps us. It's a big help for Free Talk Live. It sends us to the industry conventions where we can schmooze it up with the industry bigwigs, and that's a big deal for us uh, when that happens. It helps us by advertising in the industry. We're about to uh, get on board with a new ad package with one of the main industry uh, newsletters that goes out every single day, so that's cool. We're also already on board with Talkers Magazine and have been for a long time. These are all things that are made possible by listeners like you becoming Free Talk Live amplifiers, and you get perks too, like Access to the Amp Only call-in lines, the Amp Only podcast forum, and more. Go and get the details. Get signed up with any major credit card at amp.freetalklive.com or PayPal, amp.freetalklive.com. 
Uh, we've talked about bitcoins during the show, and pretty much every show we talk about bitcoins. But one of the things about bitcoins is, is it is mathematically impossible for anybody to inflate bitcoins. You cannot uh, add more bitcoins to the mix and therefore make the bitcoins that you've created uh, you know, more valuable or less valuable or whatever. You can't do it. You can't counterfeit bitcoins. You cannot inflate them. One of the realities of fiat currencies, that's what we have today, that's what the U.S. dollar is, the pound sterling and pretty much every other currency in the world, is that they can be inflated and they can be generally are inflated to fund wars. And if you're using bitcoins, governments would have to think long and hard about how to fight a war. You remember back in World War II when they sold war bonds, when people were behind them and they bought war bonds? Well, it might be something like that, um, whereas antiwar.com is having a fund drive and they're accepting bitcoins. So go to antiwar.com, uh, antiwar.freetalklive.com, excuse me, and donate to this worthy organization. They're the only ones out there that are reporting the news that isn't slanted towards war. Again, it's antiwar.freetalklive.com to donate in Bitcoin. We're talking about, I don't know what the best term for this is, maybe unparenting? I mean, they're... We're talking about a family in New Hampshire that not only unschools their kids, meaning they're not in school, there's no curriculum, the kids decide for themselves what to learn, but they also decide for themselves what to eat, uh, how to take care of themselves, pretty much everything, right? Yes. Um, And so I just really quick wanted to say, off the break, it was mentioned uh, by someone else that I sound like I don't support this, and that is not true. I absolutely support this. I think this is really awesome. But I was just saying that they... The way that they touched on the chores, like it was an, uh, always a negative thing. I just didn't personally agree with that because I think that in a family, you know, your parent is not your slave. You your help master. each other out, help each other take care of the house. I think that's important to me personally. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything about them. If you want to wash your kids' dishes all day, that's your business. So It's not right. going to prepare them for life. No, I don't see that. So anyway, continuing on. Although there is no structure to their day, she and Joe, who make wooden toys for their home business, get up at 8 a.m. while the younger kids snooze till 10 a.m. and Devin until 2 p.m. Then Dana will prepare breakfast, which generally consists of a buffet, including cereal, fruit, eggs, and toast. But she happily admits that they are free to eat whatever they want. The kids also choose their own clothes, and as far as so washing... Dana's the mom? Yes, Dana's yeah. the mom. Making, making food, okay. Uh-huh, and as far as washing and brushing their teeth are concerned, they're allowed to make their own decisions about this, too. I've taught all the kids about the importance of hygiene and brushing their teeth, but it's their responsibility to do it, and if they don't want to, that's fine. At the end of the day, teeth can be fixed. No, I... Now, it's true. This is it's expensive. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the problems with this. And uh, they were discussing this on uh, Daryl's new show, the Peace, Peace Love, Liberty uh, radio show on Sundays at LRN.FM. And, you know, for somebody that's not flush with cash, it's going to be pretty important for your kids to brush their darn teeth. Because, you know, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, uh, then if the kids come down with cavities or need a tooth pulled or something like that, that can be a, an unexpected expense. I'm not saying people shouldn't save for expenses like this, but you know something that's easily preventable like this to have you know have your kids have oh, the discipline your life of is, uh, you know with brushing and flossing, your life is immeasurably better. You know you don't have bad breath. People actually yeah. want to kiss you, right? Um, but kids you know. don't have this perspective, right? They no, don't. They, they don't they... understand that. They just know that it takes a minute, and they'd rather be playing video games or whatever. 
And I don't doubt that these parents have been successful at implementing the system and teaching their kids how valuable brushing is and that, you know, that they do it because they understand that it's valuable. But I don't but, think a story, you know, a, a news story gives you a full perspective as to yeah. what life's like. I'm, I'm sure there's some really great things about what they're doing, but I'm sure that there are some downsides, too. Well, and doing an interview with this family who appear to be you know fully on board with their lifestyle doesn't i don't think you're going to get that uh critical perspective from the other side well i think that uh, you know structure has a place in life and there certainly is structure at my job for example and mm-hmm. i don't think that it's invaluable to teach those kind of skills where There's you expectations. have to be able to, right exactly you're not always going to be able to just hang out at your house all day or i mean i guess maybe they're cool with them living there mm-hmm. forever I don't know. <laughs> right? Yeah. You don't ever have to move out, kids. Yeah. Making wooden toys and smoking the hookah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when they get up, they do what they want. Orion is, he's the four-year-old, is loving Legos at the moment, said Dana. So we try to embrace that by buying him Lego sets. And we even cooked him a Lego-shaped cake. We have snow By right- the way, Lego sets, extraordinarily expensive. So expensive. That's but why extraordinarily I- amazing. Well, they, I no, love no Legos. No doubt. I got gotcha, you. I quit you know, buying you, Legos. You're, is you're, you're getting on to uh, 25 or whatever here. You can buy your own Legos. I got to say. I'm a little older than that, but okay. Uh, whatever. You know, it's uh, Legos, expensive. I yeah, know. that's why I actually quit playing with Legos as a kid because they got too expensive for me. Re- my but brother again, and I was I, buying my own. My brother and I used to spend our allowance on Legos and our dad would get so mad. Mm-hmm. He would yell at us and tell us not to buy what did them. He, what did he think? That he was wanted us to money. save. So he yelled okay. at us to save and it didn't work at all so yeah. and, and i don't think yelling's the, the the best parenting tool either no i'm a loud talker in life i don't think i've you know there's been times when jack has done things that i've found completely unacceptable and you know i've tried to make that clear to him i i you know with probably more, more than an average tone of voice but you, you don't call names or anything like that that's not going to be effective i mean this sounds like a great environment for a kid right i mean that they have the the freedom to grow in whatever way that they want to but i also share the concern that Maybe it's not really, you know, teaching them about the real world. I mean, when I was growing up, if I wanted something, I had to do something in order to get it. Like when I bought I think my that's Nintendo, the best way to do it. when I bought my Nintendo, it was my Nintendo. I was eight years old or nine years old at the time, and I had saved up my allowance, which I did work for. You know, I took the trash out, that sort of thing. Uh, and I see now. I'm interested in this. Um, you know, this this allowance for taking out the trash. Taking out the trash is kind of like, look, nobody's going to pay me to take the trash out. You know, mm-hmm. and so as a parent, I kind of wonder, well, where, what should I be paying him to do and what should he just be doing to sort of live here? And, yeah. you know, at a four and a half year old, I don't know exactly what you expect from them and what you don't. When you're making 50 cents a week, I mean, it's probably not the biggest. I mean, back yeah. then that was my allowance. I yeah. think it was like 50 cents. Wow, I got seven dollars. Yeah. But this is a total allowance. This is 50 cents for just taking the trash out, right? That was all I ever really did for allowance. OK. As I recall. But I saved up the money for my Nintendo. Uh, you didn't Nintendo. do it by saving up 50 cents taking the trash out. I don't know, man. Maybe she gave me a little bit for working at the shop with her or something like okay. that. I don't, honestly don't remember that far back. But I do remember the, the feeling that I had when I bought my own Nintendo. My parents weren't out there buying all the Lego sets for me. You know, that to some extent was what I was doing. I mean, I mean I'm sure at some point in my life when I was too young to really be, you know, valuable at doing things, they were buying toys for me. Sure. But at a certain point, uh, they decided to, you know, put that rule down on me. Surely it, you got stuff for Christmas, though. I did, yeah. yeah. One year it was like, some canned peaches, though. It wasn't what? really the best year. What? What? Yeah. Tell me about that year. <laughs> uh, that was what was in my stocking that year was canned peaches. My mom was uh, 
my mom was the travel aisle. She would go down the aisle and get like travel sized toothpaste and deodorant. I it get was stuff strange. Like, yeah. Um, I was raised similarly, and I have, I think that the most valuable thing that my parents have ever taught me was how to take care of myself and be independent and work. Mm-hmm. And I learned that because from a young age, my, my parents, when I was 14 years old, the day I turned 14, I got my first legal job. And at that point in time, my mom said, you're on your own. We'll feed you dinner, but every, anything else you want in life, you have to buy. Mm-hmm. And and now, you know what I mean? I'm well, I'm 28 now, but I, when I worked at Panera as a manager, there would be 22-year-olds in there who couldn't pick up a broom and use it because their parents did everything for them their whole mm. lives. So I can't help but wonder if these kids will be What will they be like when they who knows? Know, get out into There the is real this world. is a huge article and we're not going to get close to it, but there is one thing I'd like to say. It is um nobody in our house has ever been ill in the past 5 years and I truly believe it is because there is so much happiness and joy in our home. I'll buy that one. It's probably because they're not going out and mixing with the public and getting <laughs> no, viruses and no, bacteria. I'll buy that one. Well, I think happiness keeps you... Look, man, that's what gets you sick. S- send a kid to daycare and find out if he gets sick. See you tomorrow night online on. in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.